Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Patrop, here with one cool cat, Jason. I am a cool cat. The special guest who's currently wearing a hand-me-down t-shirt from my dad that went to that went from if you don't know the order of age operations in the Petropolis household, this is how it goes. It's my dad that he passed this shirt down to to me, and then I passed the shirt down to Johnny, and then Johnny to Michael, and now it's found its hand is to Jason in succession of oldest to youngest. And it's basically it's a cat wearing a shirt that says way cool cat. It's honestly the coolest shirt ever made. It is, it is it is a very good shirt. Um, if you have not already figured this out from the description, today we have a little programming note for you. As you can tell, Michael is not here. And if we're just being honest, Michael has been killing it fantasy-wise all season. This guy is absolutely on fire. Um, he it seems like he can't be wrong. So we didn't want to because Michael can't record in the usual day. Something came up. You know, life happens. We didn't want to bring you analysis without Michael. So we're going to push our regular shows back a day, but it's still a Thursday show. So me and Jason are here to, I mean, Thursday game, excuse me. Me and Jason are here to provide you with some updates about the Thursday game. Thursday, die. Thursday, Monday, one day, Tuesday, two day, Wednesday, huh? Huh? What day? Thursday, the third day. <laughs> the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins on the third day. The real one. Wednesday, right now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Jason, I'm coming with you with a question right off the bat that I want to know. Shoot. The question is, if you had your choice of these two guys next week, Ty Johnson, Devontae Booker. Who are you starting? This isn't even a Thursday game question. This is a random-ass question. It's not random. You know I'm asking you. I'm assuming that Frank Gore and Josh Jacobs are out. Uh, if Josh Jacobs and Frank Gore are out, correct. Ty Johnson. Yeah, right? Fuck. Right. No. As, as I, ugly as that is. I Obviously, this is what I'm facing in my home league. Josh Jacobs is out. Uh, Devontae Booker did not play well. And... I have a bid in on Ty Johnson, but I don't have any fab left. So, uh, oh, good luck. It's yeah, it's just fate. So I might get him. I might not. We'll see. I kind of hope I don't get him, so that I I I, <laughs> I don't just go like I don't have to make the decision. At least like right, I'll go Devontae Booker because I have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. Just so it's like, and then if he fell, sucks it up, you're like, you know what? I didn't have another choice. All right, so since we're only doing one game today, it is going to be a short episode, but me and Jason want to fill your fantasy fulfillments today regardless. So we're going to do a news section, and then we're going to do a game preview, and then at the end, we are going to draft players from this game. We're going to build an entire fantasy roster, so it's definitely going to be uh, slim pickings on the on our teams, and that'll count as one of our bets uh, for the season. So that is what we have on the agenda today. And then again, tomorrow, we're going to come to you with the preview of every other fantasy viable game. Plat you know, out. last time you did this with Michael when there were two um, Monday night, Thursday night football games. 
and Michael texted me afterwards the list of the teams and goes, who had the better team? Michael, when he said that, I knew he was thinking to himself, clearly me. Jason's obviously going to agree. And then I said you, and he was like, yo, you both are bulking. Smash no him. way. I smashed And then you ended him. up destroying him, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. I cannot wait for the bets episode because if my head calculations are correct, I have won the vast majority of these bets this year. I need to just start betting on anything these next few weeks. You do. I don't have enough bets to compete. I need to make more bets. We kind of agree on this upcoming game, which sucks because we could have bet on it. But uh, let's get into the news before we get into anything. First bit of news is something that is giant, especially in in this. uh, It's the fantasy playoffs. Everything is giant. Uh, Ian Rappaport, the insider for the NFL Network, says that Drew Brees is targeting a week 15 return. I'm going to read the exact uh, Roto World blurb for you. It says, Breeze is progressing well but won't practice much this week. The Saints may ramp him up Thursday to see how he responds, but returning week 14 looks unlikely. Coach Sean Payton said that there's no time frame for Breeze's return. With the playoff spot locked up and Taysom Hill undefeated in three starts, the Saints can afford to move Breeze slowly. What do you think, Jay? I concur. They can afford to uh, move Breeze slowly and... For everyone besides the quarterback, it's an upgrade. But if I am riding Taysom Hill, I don't want Drew Brees back. I'm riding the Hill wave, baby. That guy's top five quarterback the last three weeks. The thing is, he just takes away from everyone else. Um, Even last week when he was throwing well, Traquan Smith was a guy, not Michael Thomas. So if you have Kamara, Michael Thomas, you're hoping that Drew Brees comes back week 15. Perhaps you have a bye, so it doesn't even matter to you if you have those guys. Because Kamara was a beast for most of the season. Um, but if you have Taysom Hill, I'm I'm liking watching Taysom Hill, man. It's intriguing. He, I don't know about you. He looks a lot like Tim Tebow. He really does. Like the he, everything about him is screams Tim Tim Tebow to me. He's made impressive throws. The, the only problem with him is I think that all of his throws are straight laser beam. Yeah. Like he has no type of touch whatsoever. He does not know how to. Yes, you're right. He does not know how to throw a ball that is in a straight line. Right, exactly. And that that's a lot like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow threw those fucking cannons. Um, but he threw them straight and didn't know how to how to make a soft pass for nothing, which sucks for Kamara. Um Kamara actually yeah. had a good game. Hopefully he can continue to have good games, but it sucks for Kamara. Um Daniel Jones expected to play week fourteen, but let's not forget something. He has a hamstring injury. And hamstring injuries are dangerous because those are soft tissue injuries. Soft tissue injuries tend to linger. And if that does linger and he and he hurts it, I doubt you're starting Daniel Jones in your playoff matchup unless you are in Dynasty League or you're in a super deep league. But it does affect if you're starting Sterling Shepard because Sterling Shepard's a better play with Daniel Jones. If you're starting Darius Slayton because Darius Slayton's a better play with, with Daniel Jones. Um, if you're starting Evan Ingram, because Evan Ingram is a better play with with Daniel Jones, I think that this is something that you have to keep in mind. Because if you're if you're banking on, hey, Daniel Jones is back and they're going to get that bump, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I agree. Daniel Jones has not been great this season. He's in the bottom five of true throw value for quarterbacks. But if you look beyond that, um, he was definitely improving recently. Uh, not like super great improvement, but he went from like the worst true throw value in the league to the fifth worst. So, you know, incremental improvement. And it coincided with Sterling Shepard coming back. And we saw last week that McCoy is a game manager at best. Um, so 
it would definitely help out the team if Daniel Jones came back. But like you said, it's not because you're starting Daniel Jones. That's for sure. Um, Rashard Higgins uh, open is ha- the Browns have open extension talks with Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood, interesting. Um, I don't know if, what this means for Odell Beckham, honestly, because if I was Browns management, I would be taking this time to seriously consider, hey, we need to go back and we need to evaluate what Baker looks like with OBJ and what he looks like without OBJ and start thinking that this is not a coincidence and start thinking that this is something that's real, that he just doesn't need, he just doesn't have to have that number one receiver type guy. That's the type of guy Baker Mayfield is. Some guys are like that. And Hollywood Higgins could be that number one type player instead. I think that that needs to be a conversation that Brown's brass has this offseason because hey, this is it wasn't even the same general manager that brought OBJ in, right? It was John Dorsey who did that. So there's no I don't know, there's no loyalty there. So I think that's something that the Browns need to consider. Yeah, and it's also you got to take into consideration what the offense is. It's a Kevin Stefanski offense. Like you said, Higgins could be that 1A player, and it's not because he himself is a 1A wide receiver, but in that offense he can be because the top two options are the running backs. And then um, there's a nice spread of the ball by Mayfield after that. So I agree. Um, A lot of playing quarterback is mental. And sometimes when you have a guy on the field who you know is going to – you see that video earlier in the year where Mayfield threw a touchdown to someone and then ran over to OBJ and Landry right after and, like, said sorry to them. It's like, I got you next. Like, mm-hmm. dude, if your team is scoring a touchdown, your quarterback needs to run over to a teammate and say, sorry, there's something wrong with your team. Yeah. And it seems like right now that the thing that was wrong was OBJ. It's interesting. It's interesting. I've played on teams with Diva wide receivers before. It's. it's I was about to say, it's it's a bad comparison, but in our even in our touch leagues growing up, I was always the quarterback, and there were a lot of times where I preferred – I, I guess lesser talented players on the field just because there were no diva attitudes on the field. Yeah, I agree. And the offense clicked a lot better. Before you took over a quarterback, I was the quarterback and I felt I felt the same way. Um Jason, if if I have a Jeopardy question for you. The oh, answer. It. The person that was the magic key to the Bengals offensive line that everyone said the Bengals' offensive line was so much better coming into the year because this guy was coming back at left tackle. Who is Jonah Williams? And he is now on injured reserve. The uh, ridiculous, uh, lazy fantasy analysis that you heard in the summer of the Bengals have an improved offensive line Everyone, so every time someone told you to draft Joe Mixon in the first round. Uh, this is the guy that they were talking about, the one addition from last year, and he is now out for the season. Now, he did have a good season um but this is his he misses entire rookie season with an injury and now this is um he'll miss the rest of the season which with this shoulder injury so uh with the news that joe mixon could return this weekend it's an interesting predicament to find themselves in when did you hear that i heard that i I don't know if there was a chance but the most recent news have said that mixon's probably not going to return this weekend so i First of all, I, this is a good opportunity to give a shout out to the godfathers of uh, podcasting for fantasy football, the fantasy footballers. The reason why I got into podcasting fantasy football is because I heard them. And I'm like, whoa, this is a great idea. Um, they celebrated their thousandth episode today. So congratulations to them. 
And uh, Andy Holloway said that it might be a a possibility, but it's an outside possibility. Um, we'll talk more about the Bengals in the upcoming episodes. Let's get to the next one. Oh, man. And toe knee. No! Gibson. He's got turf toe. <sighs> you really just said Antony No. Antony No. That is fire. Antony No is fire. I don't even want to hear it. I kind of hate it and I kind of love it. You 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 want to love it. You hate it because it's coming from me. You love it because it's good. Fair. <laughs> Fair assessment. <laughs> um, Antonio Gibson, who was absolutely booing teams, has a case of the turf toe. And for those of you who aren't familiar with turf toe, it, it's important to know what it is because turf toe is a funny name and it's alliterative and it says the word toe in it so people don't think it's that bad. No, it's bad. A turf toe injury is when you sprain the joint that holds your big toe onto your foot. And sprain means rip it all open. So Yikes. you are ripping open the muscle or whatever the you know the conjoining muscle that is in your big toe. And it's and for a running back that is not not easy to get back from and it's it's life. It's a muscle injury. It's not a bone injury. It's going to take time. Sad, man. It's sad. I'm convinced it's the curse of my home league, but um, because I drafted CMC, Kittle, and Galladay, and now I had a late resurgence, and I had Antonio Gibson lead that resurgence, and now he's injured. So I'm blaming the curse of my home team for um, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just don't don't acquire Alvin Kamara in the new leagues. Thank you. Um, He's not injured, though. I know. I don't want him to be injured. Don't acquire him. Um, what do you think about this whole Des Bryant situation? Apparently, Des Bryant tests positive for COVID right before the game. I got to say, like, you know, not, nothing against Des Bryant, the person. But Des Bryant has known to be a tad bit emotional. Yes. And he tweets right after the game uh, that he is quitting for the rest of the season. Now, emotions are running high. He wants to get back on the field. He was playing the Cowboys. It's been two years since they released him, left him for dead. He finally has his shot again, and he's making the most of it for what he's getting. He had a good game last week. He's he's getting into the groove. He looks decent. He wanted to play against the Cowboys. I don't think he's going to retire, but you never know. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know what input to give here. Do you think he's going to? He's go? washed up. It doesn't matter. Uh, all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think about the benching of Carson Wentz? It's sad how the mighty have fallen. Um, honestly, if you're the Eagles, why not give Jalen Hurts a shot? But the issue is that you just paid Carson Wentz a shitload of money. So on the flip side, if you are able to deal him just to get the money off your books, maybe stopping now is a better idea so that there's not more games of ugly play for teams to look at. That's really honestly what I think is leading their decision-making. I have a a trade proposal I think would do wonders for the league. You ready for this, Jason? I think you told me this, and I don't like it. Straight up, one-for-one one deal. Jimmy Garoppolo for Carson Wentz. Yeah, it makes no sense. Why does that make no sense? Why would the Eagles want Garoppolo? 
Here's why. Because they need to trade away Carson Wentz in order to make room for Jalen Hurts. There's no way Jalen Hurts is the starter on this team while, while Carson Wentz is on the roster. There's just no way. So, what do you mean? It's about to happen. No, no, not, not the serious starter. This is a one game. First of all, this is one game against the Saints. This is like a sacrificial lamb. Like we want to take Carson Wentz out of the heat to give him a little head here, rookie. Go take on the best defense in the NFL, see what happens. I don't see a scenario where Carson Wentz starting next year is on the roster as well as Jalen Hurts and start and Carson Wentz is the starting quarterback. Is not the starting quarterback, excuse me. Do you see a scenario where that happens? I don't see it. I think potentially, yeah. But you put him in a Kyle Shanahan offense, and all of a sudden, he might thrive. You bring him out to the West I, Coast. I understand it for the 49ers. And you get, for the Eagles, you get, first of all, you can trade the trade for similar sal- salaries. You're actually saving money on your book by having Garoppolo. You're saving years by having Garoppolo. And you have a guy who, if you have to back him up, you, you, you know, you're, you have no loyalty to this person. I guess. Oh, I, I got Jason to agree with me. Not I don't I don't see it for the Eagles, but I guess. Nah, you definitely hundred percent this was your idea, this trade. One hundred percent. All right. <laughs> um, and finally the last piece of news. Holiday. Holiday. Celebrate. Celebrate. Mark Andrews has been taken off the COVID I are yeah. You know I'm dedicated to this podcast because I had no idea what I was celebrating. Yeah, um, I'm celebrating because Mark Andrews, as I've made very public, is on every single one of my teams. And um, although he did not have the year that I was expecting him to have, he had a decent year, especially for a tight end. And he's been turning up since the injury of Nick Boyle. And he's Turn facing up. the Cleveland Browns, who are second in the league and giving up points to the tight end. Oh, my God, it's so juicy. It's so juicy. The matchup is so juicy. Give me all that, Mark Andrews. Give me all of it. The Schmeemlin Schmounds? The Schmarlin Schmeems. Exactly. Exactly. Now we can celebrate. Jason doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's get into what we do know what we're talking about in fantasy football. But before we get into the Thursday night game, let's talk about our sponsors over at PartyBelts.com. The playoffs have arrived, and when you win the championship, or someone in your league does, you are going to need a championship reminder, a token, and nothing says champion like a championship belt. And you can get completely customizable championship belts over at partybelts.com. Use the promo code BRODO to get 15% off of your order. Again, a fully customizable one-size-fits-all belt that you have Beer holders on it, fully customizable. It's big. It's not bulky, but it's large enough to say, hey, I'm the champion. And we have it for all our leagues. We are giving it to all the Broto League champions. Uh, We like the guy. We're in a group chat. We talk about fantasy every single day. He is a big Ryan Tannehill, true true throw value king supporter. Um, And it has brought him much success in fantasy this season. So shout out to the guys over there. Uh, Jason is... Say again? Even while losing CMC, he's had a very good squad this season. Yeah, he, he it's so funny because every time he goes against us, he's like, I, I should have listened to you guys. I'm never doubting Brodo again. 
And he stopped, and he's now he's winning. Um, <laughs> uh, Jason has no idea I'm about to throw him an ad read, but I'm going to do it, put you on the spot. Jason, tell the people about Thrive Fantasy, bro. Thrive Fantasy. Do you want to thrive while playing fantasy football? Now there's an easy way to do it. Download Thrive Fantasy. If you um, deposit $20 through $50, one of those mid-range amounts, um, and use code BROTO20, that's B-R-O-T-O-2-0, it will double the amount of money you can play with. It's prop bet daily fantasy, so it's a lot of fun. Um, for example, I like it most on primetime games because sometimes primetime games can be a little boring if you don't have a player in them. So you make some player props. Uh, choose, for example, Cam Newton under 180 passing yards. I'm not sure what that line is, but it's probably somewhere around there because Cam Newton doesn't throw for a lot of yards. Way less. And uh, you just choose a few more like that, and you can win a lot of money. It's a lot of fun, so give that a shot. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive 2-0. Uh, Brodo 2-0. Brodo 20 is the code for a 20 to $50 match. ThriveFantasy.com and the ThriveFantasy.com uh, app. Did you read that, or is that off the top of your head? No, it was off the top of my head. Holler, Jason. I haven't even done a Thrive read this this season. I'm just naturally talented. Well done. Well done. Today was a big day for Jason. Today's a big day. Holiday. If you if you see him on Twitter, give him a give him a nice congratulations. Jason had a nice big day in in the life of Jason today. We're all very excited for him. So, congratulations to Jason for uh, for X unsaid thing that I'm not going to share. But um, very very good day in the life of Jason. Um, it's going to be a very good day in the life of Rams or Patriots fans, sort of on Thursday. Those are the teams that are going at it. Schlabenacken. Um, Let's start on the Patriots side. Cam Newton continues to be a beast on the ground. He continues to be the best goal back in the league. Um, and he's getting a majority of his work on the ground, and that is an understatement. Uh, last game through for 60-something yards. Yeah. Um, look, Cam Newton has been a guy that you can start with basically confidence for a few weeks now, but he hasn't done anything in the passing game. Um, now he's going against an LA Rams defense who has been absolutely dreadful to quarterbacks, absolutely dreadful to wide receivers, but that doesn't really apply to Cam Newton because, you know, he's not going to throw the ball a lot. How do you feel about him in this matchup? I don't like him. Um, I think out of the three brothers, I've been a little more down to start Cam Newton these last few weeks. Um, I had him ranked a lot more higher than consensus last week, and that panned out just because he has been using his legs. And it's interesting to note what you said. Like, he runs the ball, so passing defense might not necessarily matter that much. But if you look at what he's had the most success this season, even on the ground, it's been against bad defenses. His best games are against the Chargers, Houston, the Jets, Seattle, and Denver. And then the tough games were against Baltimore, San Francisco, like... Uh, Arizona, he had a tougher game. Like once the defense gets a little bit better than awful, Cam Newton has been awful. Um, he's only been over twenty points one time since week nine, and the Rams defense is a very good one. So I would rather leave Cam Newton on my bench this week, even though he has that rushing upside. I agree. I think that you know with Cam Newton. Like, you can play him. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, if you play him, I'm not going to be like, oh, what an idiot. He played Cam Newton. Ugh. But there are some good matchups on the on the wire 
this this week. And if you can find a better matchup on the wire, I would say go for it because I don't know. I, I don't have I don't have the confidence that Cam Newton is going to rush up the middle as easily as he did in his last game against an Aaron Donald led defense. I just don't have that. Um, I don't have that. I don't know confidence. The person, the people he's throwing to, yeah. it's yeah because it's crazy because Jacoby Myers has thirty percent target share, and when you hear that, you're like, whoa, this guy is getting crazy superstar workhorse type looks, and then you step back for one second and you're like, yeah, he's getting thirty percent of sixty yards passing. So it's just like, what do we what like? Ugh. It's it, it, it playing Jacoby Myers is a bet that Cam Newton can throw against ex-defense. I concur. This is what true value is all about, right? Um, measuring, yeah, you're getting this many targets, but what does it mean with this quarterback? And Cam Newton is 38th in true throw value. The only people is higher than are Daniel Jones, Alex Smith, Sam Darnold, Terod Taylor, and Jake Lutton. Lutton for the glutton. So I don't want to do anything with the Patriots pass catchers. The highest... Pass catcher for the Patriots in terms of true target value is Julian Edelman at 44. So he's even a flex play at best, and he's out again. So I'm just noting that because no other Patriots wide receiver is even in flex territory. I'm staying away from all Patriots wide receivers. Tight ends as well. The only I, There's only one person on this Patriots team that I'm considering starting, and his name is Damian Harris. I was going to say, like, but even then... Damian Harris, you saw last game, he's not the goal line back. It's Cam Newton, and he's... I don't even think that he necessarily is guaranteed to get goal line work if the running back is in, and that Sonny Michelle still might get that play. So, uh, he, he he comes with limited upside. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even two weeks ago, James White had two rushing touchdowns. So, you really don't know. Um, but the thing with Damian Harris is that he's received 14 or more touches every week except one since week eight. So if you're going to get at least 14 touches on the ground against the Rams who have been more generous on the ground than through the air, there is room to do well there. Uh, so I don't hate Damian Harris as a flex play, not as an RB2. Um, unless you're desperate, I'd prefer a flex play for Damian Harris because Sony Michelle didn't really play until garbage time last week, and there was a whole lot of garbage time last week. Oh, And James you know, White you're is... Right. You're right. Now that I think about it, I didn't... Because the garbage time started so early... I didn't really yeah. factor that into the Michelle the Michelle appearances. The one thing I'm upset about not being on the pod last week, I told Michael on Sunday. It's like people aren't aren't um factoring in rookie quarterback versus Bill Belichick enough. Like Facts. I know Herbert has been a beast, but this is Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. This never goes well. Um but on to this week. It's not going to be a blowout like that. So I do think Damian Harris offers flex appeal. James White, I'm only mentioning out of respect for the wily old veteran because his best days are behind him. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I think James White is hard to trust. Um, it's hard for me to say that because I might be James White's biggest supporter. All right, let's go over to the other side. Like you said, Bill Belichick versus um, versus Justin Herbert. I didn't necessarily like say rookie is the reason, but I was a little bit down on Justin Herbert last week. Particularly, I was down on Keenan Allen the most. And the reason I was down on Keenan Allen is because I know how Bill Belichick works. 
I know that Bill Belichick will concentrate his entire offense on taking away your biggest strength. And he will let you have the other shit. But he is going to take away your biggest strength. I've seen it over and over again, year after year. For those of you who listen to us, uh, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, Jason's a Jets fan. Michael's a Jets fan. We're all Jets fans. So we know very well what Bill Belichick does to shut people down. And that's what he does. He takes away their strengths. And it's interesting because these two teams played in the Super Bowl not too long ago, and that's exactly what Bill Belichick did. He went through and made sure that uh, the combination of Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson would not have success at that time, and he put the hand, he put the ball in Goff's hands, and Goff could not deliver. I'm hoping that that's the case this year that they put the ball in Goff's hands. Cam Akers is supposed to play. We've seen his role uh, skyrocket recently. How are you feeling about these guys, Jason? I have my thoughts, but let's start with Jared Goff. How do you feel about him? No. It has to be no. You're not starting golf. It's a short week. It's Bill Belichick, and it's a good defense. Uh, J.C. Jackson has been even better than Stephon Gilmore this season. And Jared Goff, outside of a few blow-up games, has been mediocre at best this season. I'm not trusting him in a playoff matchup on a short week against the Patriots. Um, that but I do want to know. Clear and concise, I will say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mentioned this to the patrons in the Discord. So if you want to get in the Discord, patreon.com slash Fantasy. Because I mentioned to this them this beforehand so that they can be quick about it. Jared Goff probably on waivers in your league if it's a one-quarterback league because he's playing the Patriots this week on a Thursday. Pick him up now before he's done for the week on Thursday because he plays the Jets in Seattle the next two weeks. Stash that boy. I will say this. I'm not really excited about playing Seattle right now. Uh, Seattle's playing a lot better. Um, it's in week 16. We, we got two weeks to see. I kind of like jo- Robert Woods in this game. Um, PFF has Stefan Gilmore shadowing Robert Woods. I don't see that happening, um, but I might be mistaken. Uh, if I had to bet on it, I'd say that Robert Woods moves around the formation enough where Stefan Gilmore will not be shadowing him, but we'll see. Um, if that is the case, though, Stephon, the matchup against Stefan Gilmore is not the same as it was last year. It doesn't scare me away. And I do think that Bill Belichick knows that this is a run-first offense. Cam Akers has been hot. Um, that has caused the Rams' offense to to do kind of what it, what they please the last few weeks. Um, what do you think about the running game first, and then let's get into the passing game? All right, that took a turn. I not expect. I did not expect you to say running game first. Well, the okay. reason why I want I want to get into the running game first because I believe personally that this is what they're going to take away, and I, I this is. I'm setting up my narrative right now, uh, if just in case you were wondering, Jason. I'm setting up my That's narrative. That's interesting because I think, I think they're going to focus more on get, taking away Woods and Cup. But in terms of running backs, I think we need to note that although Cam Akers played 65% of the um, snaps, Daryl Henderson got hurt. Um, before Daryl Henderson got hurt, Cam Akers and Henderson were splitting carries. Which they, have, which they have been. Yes. Malcolm Brown is still stubbornly involved as well. Lesser, but he's still there. So this is a lot of the same for the Rams. And uh, Sean McVay continued the same shit he says after every game. <laughs> they're they're good running backs. Going to use them. Blah, blah, blah. Against the Patriots on a short week again. Akers is my favorite of the bunch, but I'm certainly likely not going to have him ranked within the top 30 running backs. I just can't trust one of these guys. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I think that if if Akers plays, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Akers. Um, just in general, I'm gonna that's the guy I I want to play. But I don't want to play any of these running backs, and I think it's because you know the best you mean if Henderson plays. If Akers plays, because Akers Akers is also questionable at the moment. Akers is gonna play. He's supposed to play. If Akers plays, I want to play Akers, even if Henderson doesn't play. If Henderson doesn't play, I'm definitely playing Akers. Do you, yeah, that's a different story. Henderson's gonna play though. Do you right? What do you mean you play Akers above Henderson or Brown? But do you want to play Akers no. in general on your no. team? No, no. Yeah. Right. So you play him above. You play him if you have to. He's the preferred back. I don't see this back. The best kept secret of the NFL in the past few years is that all these new age passing offense are secretly, shh, don't tell anybody, they're rushing offenses. Hardcore rushing offenses. And when, you know, and Bill Belichick knows that. So that's going to open up some lanes, um, in my opinion. Right now, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are near the top of the league in yards after catch. Um, Cooper Cup actually leads the league in yards after catch. So, with that being said, it's hard to stop guys like that. How do you feel about them too in this game? I am concerned. I like them, but not a lot. Um, call me crazy. I think, like value wise, I think my favorite play on the Rams is Tyler Higby. I'm just, I, I, you know, he's one of my, he's one of my little like, hey, this is interesting players. Yeah, I'll talk to Higby about Higby in a second, but. Um, last week, well, I'll note Higby real quick right here because Higby played 69 of the 85 snaps for the Rams. Nice. Next closest was Woods with 61, Cup with 53. So Higby was on the field for most of that time. Woods on the field more than Cup. And Woods has seen at least 11 targets in three straight games. He has at least 12 half PPR points in four of the last five. And two of those games are 24 or more points. If you want to ask what the flip side of that is, the answer is Cooper Cup. Single-digit half PPR points in five of his last eight games. They have literally been opposites of each other. Woods has been a lot more consistent than Cup. Cup may have that um, boom ability that will upset you if he's on your bench. And if you have Cooper Cup, you're probably starting him. But it's at this time of the year, week 14, you might have options that are better than Cooper Cup that may not have seemed that way in week one or two or eight. So I'm not super excited about Cooper Cup this week. I think Robert Woods has a safe enough floor to keep rolling him out as wide receiver too. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, I think Robert Woods is my preferred of the bunch. Uh, Josh Reynolds hasn't really been a thing in a while, so um, you're not starting Josh Reynolds in a playoff matchup. Let's get closer to Tyler Higby. As you said, Tyler Higby, it's it's kind of like what happened last year around this time for the Rams where Tyler Higby seeing more of the field. He's getting more targets. How do you feel about him? Yeah. He played the most snaps of any player for the Rams. Now, Gerald Everett played 60 as well. So, uh, and Higby played 69 to remind the people. Oh, two. So, oh, so you're saying they played two tight ends? A lot oh, of two tight ends. Oh, oh, because they're secretly a running offense. Correct. Oh, okay. Just putting that out there. Yes. Michael really <laughs> hates when I say that. At least you at least you don't like kill me when I say no, that. No, I concur. McVeigh and Shanahan revolve around the run game. This is why I like um, you. This is why you're the better twin. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> out here. Yeah, sixty-nine snaps. Hey, not something to laugh about. Um, last week was the second time in four weeks that Tyler Higby saw six targets, and like you said, Belichick stops the main people on the team. You think it's going to be the run game that Belichick focuses on? I think it's going to be Woods and Cup. Either way, 
that'll probably open up the field for Tyler Higby a little bit. I don't hate Tyler Higby as a play this week if you're tight end desperate. Interesting, interesting. If I didn't have Mark Andrews in a smash play in literally every single league that I've been in the playoffs win, I would definitely look into picking up some Tyler Higgs. Hig big balls. Hig big balls. Hig big. And then Jets in Seattle the next two weeks. Tyler Higby could be a league winner again. Interesting because a lot of people who drafted Tyler Higby in the seventh round, like that was one of our uh, that was one of our misses. We had a lot of hits, but Tyler Higby was a miss from the Yeah, honestly, he's these coaches aren't as smart as people think they are. I don't want to hear it. This fucking guy, Tyler Higby, breaks tight end records, and then Sean McVay comes out the next year and doesn't use him. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, Jason is mad at how teams are managed. But this is his chance to manage a team of his own. To end off today, we are going to draft players from the game upcoming. We're going to snake draft this biznatch. So, Jason, um, since I won the bet with Michael... I'm going to give you first pick. You're welcome. Is it my job to write down the teams, Tim? It is. You you know better than letting me do that. And what is the format here? It one is quarterback. one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers or three? Let's go two wide receivers, two. Um, yeah. a tight end, and a flex. And a kicker and a defense. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Okay. All right, Jason. Got it, kid. So, you got the number one pick. Who are you taking? Call me crazy. I think there's an advantage at the tight end position. So, I'm taking Tyler Higby. Ah, motherfucker. So, Jason was actually taking my strategy. I was about to go Cam Newton, Tyler Higby. Give myself big-time advantages at each position. Oh, we're sneaking? We are sneaking. We're sneaking. We're sneaking. We're sneaking and naked. Um, But... I'm not going to do that. I am going to go Cam Newton at quarterback on my first pick because although I don't see him doing great things, there's a there's I think there's going to be a big-time difference between him and Goff in what I think is a low-scoring game. And then I'm going to go Robert Woods at the yeah, receiver clearly. position next. Let me ask you, um, do I have to take Jared Goff here or can I just play the system? Or are you going to take Goff and oh. let him fuck? Oh, play the system. If if I take Goff, you are fucked, though. But that means that I'm fucked, too, because there's no bench players. Interesting. This is something... Nah, I, <laughs> I won't play the system. I'll, actually, fuck it. Play the system, I'm, the guy. Yeah, I'm going Cooper Cup and Damian Harris. Cooper Cup and Damian Harris. All right. All right. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Running back. Okay. I'm going to go with... Huh. How many you you just drafted two running backs, J- Jason? No, I just took Harris. Oh, I just took Harris. I'll go with Cam Akers and James White. You and James White, man. Well, you never let it quit. What the fuck else? What else? What else am I gonna do? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with Jared Goff because I'm I'm a little scared here that you will fuck me just to do it. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with Goff there, and then my next option, I'm gonna take a shot on. Uh, Actually, a little creative here. We'll go Rams defense. Rams defense. Ooh. All right. Um, I'm going to go Jacoby Myers. Okay. And I'm going to take... Uh, there's no kicker. There's no real kicker. Thing. The, 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 need a tight end, flex kicker, or defense. I need a flex still. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Reynolds will be my flex. Reynolds, okay. In that case, interesting. I'm going to screw you here, kid. I'm going to take as my flex, Gerald Everett. Oh, mother <laughs> fucker. And then I would take Daryl Henderson for my Son second. Son of a bitch. I'm definitely schooling you in this draft, kid. That's That sucks. <laughs> What you just did to me. I honestly, I honestly don't even, like I was going to say, I don't even know, like, oh, I should have taken Jared Goff. Knowing that I'm going to take a donut at, at tight end, probably, I should have taken Jared Goff. Listen, you could have either Ryan Izzo, Jordan Thomas, Dalton Keene, or Johnny Munt. Or who's the third string tight end for the, for the uh, Rams? Rams? Johnny Munt. Oh, Johnny Munt. Hmm. Or Bryson Hopkins. Bryson. I could have a guy named Bryson on my team. That would be <laughs> something. Um, I'm going to go with Nick Falk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, man. Ryan fucking Izzo. Suck my balls, Jason. Ryan Izzo? Yes, Ryan Izzo. All right. Then I'm going to go with finish off my team. Kicker is gonna actually, be actually, actually, hold on, 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 hold on. Ah, fuck that! You no, 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 no. I get, I get to say, hold on. I can say, hold on, if I want. What are you trying to do right here? What about the fullback position? Does that count as tight end? fine. I'll put fullback slash tight end. No, 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 no. I'll put, I'll pick a tight end. I'll stick with Izzo. I don't want to cheat. All right. So I'm gonna take Matt Gay as the kicker for the Rams and. Wide receiver, I'm going to take a shot on Mr. I run streaks on every play and never get the ball thrown to me. Demir Bird. I was going to say, well, you should have taken a chance on Gunnar Olszewski. Gunnar Olszewski. Or Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry caught a touchdown. Demir Bird can catch a long one. And then I will end this off with the Patriots defense. New England D is not a bad last pick. I was going to say, might have been the best pick of the draft. Ha-ha, who's schooling who now, bitch? I chose the Rams D over New England D. That, that's not my fault. All right, so the teams. <laughs> my team is Jared Goff, Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, Demir Bird, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Matt Gay, Los Angeles Rams D. Bro, your team is trash. My team's pretty good. Your team man. is trash. Well, both our teams are trash if we're really talking. Go ahead. <laughs> and, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead and read my book. Cam Newton, Cam Akers, James White. Robert Woods, Jacoby Myers, Tom Izzo, Ryan Izzo, sorry, Josh Reynolds, Nick Folk, New England D. Yeah, my team was significantly better than yours. This is the battle of the Dudus. <laughs> Who will be the greatest Dudu? Um, all right, so as you guys know, as we told you already, um, we will be back with Michael bringing you the complete, um, the complete box set, <laughs> the complete uh, previews. <laughs> <laughs> of week 14 I couldn't get the word box set You know how sometimes you say a word and then another word Do you know what happens to me a lot too Like when I was a kid Before If you're young and listening to this you don't know what this is But like CD's called Now That's What I Call Music Volume 3 I remember those You yeah. know so like they'd have They'd be like you can buy this mix of songs And it's like mm, pump the jam Pump it up then, and, then, <laughs> and then like And then it, like, it switches like I don't want to say, get your booty on the floor tonight, right? Make my day, or and, and 
Enough. Sometimes when I'm listening, like when I hear these songs, like I expect it to switch like it did in those commercials. Like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Be my lover. Wanna be my yeah, lover. I, I really lost you in this story. <laughs> it's really bad. And now the heater behind you is kicking. So we're just listening to a bad story and some punching bags right now. <laughs> If you think the, For the heater, sake of our podcast, just stop. If you think the <laughs> if you think the heater behind me is bad, now you should hear it at three o'clock in the goddamn morning. I will say that you should hear it then. Um, Jason, where can they find you? At Brodo FF Jason. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim. You can find Michael at Brodo FF Mike. See what we did there. You can find us all at Brodo Fantasy. You can find all of our writings and our sweet nothings at brotofantasy.com. And if you want to support the show, you can go on patreon.com slash brotofantasy and get tons of extras, including playing in fantasy leagues with Oos, the Oos, the Ooses, um, and getting an extra episode, which is going to be really important during the fantasy playoffs. And because we're going to switch in the offseason back to a one-episode-a-week format, if you like hearing us twice a week, then that's how you do it. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. Thank you so much to everyone who already supports. And congratulations to the Broto League regular season champions. That's right. We got uh, the Drip Master himself, Chris, who won first place in the Dynasty League. My team was in first place, 7-1, and one, and then all of a sudden the injuries started piling up and it was not good. Um, League 1 was won by Michael. He could, that guy could suck a balls. I don't even know. I'm not like that guy. <laughs> um, League 3 was won by our boy Nick. Uh, not uh, Nick. Is that Nick Patino, Jason? Yeah. Nick Patino, congratulations. Shout out to you for winning that. And we League 2 and our Tingle League, which is a, a special league that we've had... It, for the first four years, our, our first ever Broto League. Um, we're both won by our favorite, maybe, maybe not our, our, yeah, I would say our number, our, our maybe number, our first fan that's still like riding or dying hardcore. From the first ever episode to now, Jessica, congratulations, Jessica, for not only winning League Two, being in first place, but also being in first place in the Tingle League. A little story behind Jessica. Jessica has been listening to us. And shout out to her adorable daughter as well. Uh, we love Jessica. And she's been following us. She's been interacting with us. She's been in chats with us. She's, she ha- is really has become from fan to friend. And when she started this journey, she got in touch with us. And she was very clear. She's like, I don't really play fantasy. I don't really know that much about football. I I think this is cool. I want to get into it. She was a big Lions fan. That that's that was kind of her 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 knowledge where it was at. I remember in the beginning, I I like in our first Broto League, I like really took advantage of her in a trade, <laughs> and like just just that person doesn't exist anymore. That person has graduated to fantasy greatness and she now is at the top of not only one but two broto leagues so shout out to jessica um for winning those two leagues um and for just being an all-around great person shout two out first place not easy to do yes two first place is definitely not easy to do um if you want to be in a patreon league next year the best way to do that is to sign up now patreon.com slash broto fantasy 
and because we do give um, priority. So we give priority, obviously, to higher tiers in terms of their in terms of where they play. If you're in the top two tiers, you are going to play in a league with us, um, which is one of the reasons why Michael won one of the leagues. <laughs> and um, shout out to the you guys. Shout out to all of you um, for being dope and supporting and the patron leagues are always dope they're always some of the most competitive leagues that you could have because it's just a bunch of smart friendly people the discord's popping come check us out um patreon.com slash brutal fantasy come be part of the fam man we're trying to think of names for the family actually jessica jessica uh proposed that in the discord today she's like we need a name and right now we say brutal fam we say brutal fam which is very self-explanatory. Right, the Brodo fam. But there's, because we're also family, me, you, and Michael, so it makes sense, you know, extended family. There's two names right now that are sticking out as maybe favorites. The Broskis? Hmm, kind of male-centric. Still works, though. But then there's another one that I really like. I don't like this one, Tim. The Brotatoes? Yeah, what... Potatoes. Have to do with our podcast. <laughs> Nothing. That's why it's genius. Want to be a potato? Because you know what's the most, the best thing ever? Potatoes. You can potatoes do. Potatoes are amazing. Man. They're amazing. You can do anything you want with potatoes. Anything. You know what else is amazing? Being a potato. You see, Jason? Do you see? Do you see now? Um, do you want to be a brotato? The only way to do that is to join up at patreon.com slash fantasy. But with that being said, we have kept you long enough. We're keeping you for an extra 50 minutes um, on this fine, fine weekend, week 14. Also, special announcement coming tomorrow in the preview pods. Please check that out for the special announcement. Anything else, Jay? What's up? We're good. Um, right now, a, there's a trending topic said during sex and Christmas, and it's listed as Tim just not does not want to stop podcasting. No, I don't, and it's listed as as uh, <laughs> it's listed as under politics. What sex and Christmas can both be political? Um, sex put that know. together, and it's basically a presidential <laughs> election. Bye, Jason. <laughs>